Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kuda. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksan. I'm Peter Turepko, and you're listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, good evening, tennis fans. It's a bit of a weird one this uh, i didn't think we were doing a podcast today jg but it just suddenly cropped up that some country just won the davis cup and at that country is do we call them russia these days that's another thing i wanted to ask you as well <laughs> i don't know uh let's call them russia for this podcast but russia have won the davis cup and they have beaten croatia in the final and uh well doing it over there in madrid where medvedev's been a uh, causing quite the stir amongst the supporters, hasn't he, JG? I'd like to clarify, it's actually the Russian Tennis Federation who have won this <laughs> event then. Apologies, apologies. And yeah, we, we both talked about it yesterday when we were saying, or yesterday, the day before when we gave our predictions, and we both said Russia, because it's boring, it's predictable, and I didn't really see a way they would lose this one. They just seem nah. a lot stronger than the rest. They've got a serious team. And I'm talking about, like, obviously you've got the main two guys of Rublev and Medvedev. Yeah. But then if you go to sort of the back benches with Hatchinov and Karatsev sitting there, <laughs> it's not bad. And it's just not fair, is it? Like, Karatsev and Hatchinov, they would probably do quite well on their own regard in an event yeah. like this. And the trouble <laughs> a few. Maybe could get, say, semis, quarters. You never know. Win the whole thing. But, yeah, it just seems a bit unfair because the team just are so good. I think the only thing we can say is credit to Russia. What a year they've had. They've won all the team events they've played in, and yep. I'm not surprised they did win it. No, I'm not either. Uh, we said it for a reason, didn't we? Let's just bring the graphic up just because it looks quite nice, uh, just to see that all of them celebrate in there. Look at that, even uh, Donskoy in there. Go on, Evgeny. <laughs> Love of course, that. Donskoy as well. I didn't want to uh, not include him. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, he's always there. He was team captain at ATP Cup, wasn't he? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, two of those guys we had on the podcast. Come on. Where's the other guys? Come on. Come in. <laughs> we'll take you all in. But, yeah, it's super exciting stuff. Moving over there. So, the, for the third time in history, the, the Davis Cup belongs to the Russian Tennis Federation. There you go. There's the correct uh, wording of it. Uh, uh, RT or RTF, as they've been uh, seeing in the uh, little abbreviations as I've been uh, following it. 
Yeah, it's I've exciting. been doing a little bit of digging about the Davis Cup because I was fascinated myself to see. Um, well, you say go on. I don't think I've got it up at the moment, but I can get it up again. Yeah, the win- winners, or yeah, because I was just interested to see who's won the event so, so many times. Because I've obviously there we've got Russia winning it three times. Yeah. Um, the clear leaders, I guess who it would be USA. No one's won it as many times as them, I believe. Let me get it up. So since 1972, they've got nine titles. Sweden in second with seven. It's pretty impressive. Um, this is obviously yeah. since 1972. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then we've got Australia, six. Spain, six. France, six. Uh, Germany, three. Uh, Czech Republic, three. Russia, three. Croatia, two. Italy, one. Serbia, one. And GB there, 2015, of course, when we won Davis Cup. Is it going to happen in 2022? We'll get on to that in a bit. Bring it up there, for, just so in case people want to just have a quick look through the yeah, list. Yeah, it is fascinating well. to see. Yeah. But Russia now, three times. There they are. Uh, they updated it? Yeah, they have updated it. That's it. Look at that. But USA, the ones to beat. And yeah. are you surprised they didn't do better this year? I think before... <laughs> shall we start off talking... I don't know how we're going to structure this one. We've not really thought about it, but... So we start with just talking about Russia because I've they've got so I've got a yeah. lot of discussions about the other teams. So just focus on Russia right now. We've spoke about how strong their team is and they've got strength in depth. If they are to go to the doubles, I fancy Karatsev Rublev in the doubles. We've they're seen good. They, they're able to win uh, titles on their own, playing doing it. So yeah, in professional like proper tournaments. Yeah, no, they won in Qatar at yeah. the beginning of the year when obviously Karatsev's first ever doubles title. That was a uh, closely uh, followed by his first ever singles title in Dubai as well. I just think they've just got those they're very like a ranking heavy uh, team, aren't they? Yeah. They're all in and around the top 30, if not top 10 and I just think they're just a nightmare, especially if you're playing on hard courts as well. It's that's the what that that is their bread and butter for those players. I mean, if it was a grass court uh, Davis Cup, I don't think that we'd probably see many uh, or Russians doing that well in it. But it's not a grass court uh, or a clay court. I think we'd see all right from Rublev and probably Karatsev on the clay courts. Medvedev, sure we can still learn. But the hard courts, yeah, they're just a nightmare for everybody. Uh, let's move on to the next slide because I know this is one that you were really interested in uh, talking about, actually. Well, it fits just nicely to... with, the, with the narrative what we're talking about yeah. now with Russia. And this is what they've been able to achieve this year. Um, ATP Cup at the start of the year. Australian Open, Medvedev then comes second. Yep. We had then runner-up, Pavlochenkova, uh, and then Viznina Karatsev in the doubles. Wimbledon, yep. Kudamatova, Viznina again, uh, runner-up. Olympics gold medalist and silver medalist. Hatchinov, <laughs> he obviously won. I think it was he the one who won gold. Hatchinov. No, he doubles. got sil- silver. No, what in the in the dub? No, he got silver. I think it was the silver. Yeah. Rublev the got the gold and Hatchinov Veznina. Uh... No, I'm a bit confused no. there. Karatsev Veznina. They, I believe that they have a silver oh, they both medal. Got it, yeah. And no, sorry, Hatchinov got the silver yeah, and see? the yeah, yeah. He got the silver in the singles today. Yeah, against Zverev, remember, in the final. That's right, yeah. I remember Hatchinov had a shot of the gold medal. We didn't get it. US Open, Medvedev, of course, won that one. Tour yep. finals, Medvedev there again, coming second. And the Billie Jean King Cup, another team event. Yeah, Russia won that one. And Davis Cup. So they are the strongest team. And they, 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 because on paper, you need to remember, matches aren't won on paper. And on paper, they've always been the strongest, but they've still gone out there and done it and won it. So credit to them. Yeah, 
and it's just like it seems that everything's away all links to Russia. Um, I know there's probably going to be people who sort of come out speaking bad about that. Obviously, we had the that movie Icarus that came out. I don't know if anybody saw it on Netflix, all that type of thing. Uh, that was just about the the Russian Olympics and like the doping and all of that. I know that there's going to be people jumping on saying, what's going on? Russia winning everything. I think that they just come from high stock because even though uh, you could probably add Sitipas and Zverev into the mix here as well, to be honest, because Zverev, doesn't he have two Russian parents yeah. <laughs> as well? So, I mean, this type of high stock that they're coming from, I think you've got to look because it's like, it's embedded. They're hard working hard grafting nation and i think you, that is the one thing and the other sport that i uh, like follow massively is obviously uh mma and uh ufc that's where the russians excel and that's mm. because there is a sort of never say die attitude that comes from these russians that they're willing to go to the depths of despair every single time to grind out victories and they sort of go to they push themselves to levels that other like nations don't. And I think that that's why we see them all the way at the top of a lot of the sports uh, and always doing well. I mean, as Tom there says in the chat, shout out to you, mate. Yeah. Joining us, saying, don't forget Shapai. Shapovalov. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> you got a V, you're in the club. <laughs> yeah, he's another one. And we've got some people talking about the Team USA, how they was a bit embarrassed this year. John Isner, of course, losing 6-love, six 6-2. Six mm. First time in his career uh, where he's where he's lost a tennis match with two with only getting two games on the board. Do it's obviously think... not going to happen very often with someone of no. a serve like his, but it happened this year, and that is a bit embarrassing. I would, I would agree with that. Do you think that there's something I was going to say, because obviously we had the Fed Cup, which was a complete embarrassment uh, from Team World, and... It's some of the same players. Labor Cup, you mean? No, yeah, apologies. Labor Cup. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, <laughs> getting mixed up. Yeah, I was just thinking, yeah, the Labor Cup and it was Fed a... Cup. I know, yeah, don't worry, man. <laughs> I, I've been reading about the Fed Cup a lot recently. That's why it was stuck in my head that, uh, for some reason. Anyway, the Labor Cup, yes. And that was a complete embarrassment. And uh, might, maybe that's something to do with it. Like, this is sort of a similar sort of thing. Are the, these US players even up for it? Didn't seem up for it in the uh, Labour Cup. No, didn't they are up. up for it. They're just not as good know. as the players from Europe yeah, in the, in the Labour Cup. It's yeah. not fair. Here, saying... they, here they've done. Mate, they've won the Davis Cup more than anyone. Of course, they care about it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, losing six love six two when you're somebody who's got a serve that always gets you to tie break. It's not really. It seems like there's something else there. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I'm wrong. Maybe he did, maybe he was a bit ill. Maybe he had an off day. Maybe he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe they gave him a really short bed and his legs poked out at the end. I don't know. Big John probably has some struggles in life due to his height. And maybe they gave him a really small room and he had to crouch down for most of the day. I don't know. But then might... I would like to say that on the on the Davis Cup is shout out to Croatia. They got all the way to the final. Yeah. Uh Paul Goyo. He's been my sort of standout man of the, of the tournament, if I'm honest, because Challenger. before this, he's not really played any ATP events, as far as I can remember. And in the Davis Cup, he's playing against ATP players, some of the very best, and he was going toe-to-toe with them. I know Rublev not in the greatest of form right now. Taking him to a tie-break in 6-4 is close, and he's beaten some really good players as well along the way. I know we spoke about it on the last yeah. one, 
Uh, the only one I can remember off, off the top of my head is um, Sanego. He beat uh, Lajovic. Lajovic, uh, yeah, Sanego. Really impressive. So, well, yeah, yeah Poprin. Th- those three, even if you just throw those three in the mix. Yeah. Barankis, another one. Polmans. They're, they're just some of the people he's beaten over the last month. I think that they're really good select few players. And especially those last three, Sanego, Poprin, and uh, Lajovic, they've beaten some amazing players this year, those those three players. So I think Poprin, he defeated Sinner, I believe, earlier in the year. And I think with Sanego, obviously you've seen what he's capable of. He's beaten Djokovic uh, back in the last year. And uh, Lajovic, if, it, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he beat Medvedev not so long ago? But, Maybe I forget now, mate. I can't, yeah. I can't remember now. But talking of Italy, I think they're the real disappointment uh, of the event because mm. we're talking about on paper what an event, what a, what a team can do. Italy on paper should be raking the finals, I think, or if not that semis, they should be going far in an event like this. They've got such a good team. Disappointing. That's a that's a prime example of where. You've got to still go out and play the tennis to win it. And Italy weren't able to do it. So they mm. need to start having a little look at themselves. Um, I feel like with these sort of events, maybe their motivation isn't the best. I see you, you see it with, with Italy a lot, though, in football as well. Um, in the qualifiers and stuff, they always seem to sort of scrape by getting into the mm. World Cups in Europe. So once they're there, they're brilliant. But I yep. know they're, they've not even got into the... The, what's it, the, the World Cup this time? Yeah. Was it the, the World Cup. Well, They're having to go through another phase to get there. Yeah. I don't know. It seems to get, I get... I'm seeing that kind of vibe. They didn't really treat this maybe with the, the respect it deserved and Italy went out. Yeah. Uh, and that, I think it's a similar thing uh, with the sort of the US team. I'd question how up for it are you at the moment? Obviously... I don't know if we can equate this to the same as every other year's Davis Cup. Is it is it identical? I don't know. Are the players just tired from what seems to have been like, a, I don't know, it's been a bit of a topsy-turvy last year and everybody's like, well, sort of... Berrettini as well, you've got to remember. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that, that's obviously going to have loss. a massive impact. But th- there's part of me that thinks that that might have something to do with it. We're right at the end of the year and have some of the players already packed up for the year. And uh, they're just looking to get home, spend some time with the family and just recoup before, uh, well, we travel to Australia if you're vaccinated. <laughs> don't, don't throw that one in there. Uh, that's going to uh, stir some people up, I think. So moving on to the next one. Next one, yes, indeed. So this is Medvedev. I don't think it was actually today. It was the other day. Uh, and he was struggling with a nosebleed from mid-first mm. set till... Oh, Oops, sorry, apologies. Till, till the end of the match. Playing in shorts with bloodstains, winning 6-4, 6-4, and also doing this. Uh, really giving it to the crowd. <laughs> I know, it's and funny. <laughs> I'll be honest, it was very hysterical. He is someone I like a lot. I think he's a great character to have. I loved his sarcasm when he was talking to the crowd, saying... In essence, the same thing he said at that US Open that time, how I won because of you. Yeah, um, yeah. The only reason I won it today was because of you was all booing me, in essence. So <laughs> I love that. I think he's a great character to have. And yeah, I'm in a way, I'm happy they won because I love this kind of stuff in sport. I think it's good. Yeah, I think that the crowd play up to it a little bit as well. You've got to, obviously, 
He did speak out as well. They so... deserved it. I think Vanch is right. The Madrid yeah. crowd definitely deserved it. And it's funny when he's actually saying the speech. I recommend uh, watching it if you haven't already and you're listening. Maybe uh, I can put they, it on they, they, if I can no, share No, you're, you're allowed. You're not allowed. Are we not? They, no. Oh. But they, uh, they literally <laughs> shut <laughs> up. They completely shut <laughs> up when he was saying it. It was quite funny. Go on, Med. I like it. I like someone who started spelled... off jeering. And then when he started getting deeper and deeper into this, started thinking, oh, damn. He's kind of mugging us off a bit here. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair play to him. Uh, when you're as good as he is there, I think that's when he was doing it. That is it. a good one. Injects uh, salty Medvedev into my veins. As a <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good one. Uh, it was a very salty interview. Here we go. That's the line. I like this line. If you go down, two weeks so far for us, uh, beating Spain was the highlight. Yeah, definitely. That was his highlight. Yeah, well, I don't blame him. Uh, and they were booing his nosebleed as well. Yeah, even if it's just to stoke the crowd, I like it. Even if he does, even if that wasn't the highlight for him, but he just said it just to get a reaction. I like it. I commend you, Medvedev, for just stirring up the Spanish fans because why not? Why not make it a bit more of a theatrical thing? It's like a it's like a theatre out there on court. They're probably yeah. everyone's cheering, booing. It's a, it's a stage, and he's there. He makes it. He makes it exciting, and he makes people talk about him as well. And that's a that's a key thing. If you want to be relevant in tennis, people need to be talking about you. But, but Everyone... with Russell, they definitely get it tougher than most nations. He see, oh, they yeah, always seem sure. to get booed all the time. <laughs> so I love it. And for me, it's great that they're winning stuff because it silences the haters. I don't yeah, think yeah. that genuine haters. I just think it's a bit of atmosphere and a bit of fun. So yeah, uh, moving on to the next one. I believe this is next year. So Ooh. big news, wild cards for Davis Cup. And we're going to have GB. They're into the finals already. Yes, go <laughs> so GB don't have to qualify. Serbia don't have to qualify. There are two other nations as well. I believe it's um, it, oh yeah, Russia and Croatia, because obviously the finalists, yeah, yeah. they don't have to qualify as well. So they're the four teams. And then we're going to have 12 going through from the qualifiers. Um, have we swindled that one then? Oh, we need to talk about it. Does anyone know in the chat how have, how have GB managed to just get a wild card in? Andy Murray's had a little word, I think. I can just... understand Serbia. Novak Djokovic, yeah, yeah. that is a real... He deserves a wild card. Let's give him the wild card. We want to see him there. We don't want to see him having to go through qualification. But GB, what are they doing? Is it a for I think it's great Cam... year? I think it's... Yeah, I think Norrie's done it, mate. I think Norrie winning Indian Wells. I think... People are starting to turn heads. He made it to the tour finals as well. Uh, maybe Andy Murray put a little good word in as well. Hit that and Norrie pushed over okay, the line. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you now, Ben. Is 2022 GB's year? Are they bringing it to life? <laughs> I don't know about that, mate. I don't know. I think it could be Russia. You're looking at them. You're thinking, oh, Dan Evans, he's bringing the trophy home. We've got to do it. <laughs> yeah. We've got Vance Cam Laurie has connections. Yeah, well, listen, I don't understand why they've given it to GB. I wouldn't have given it to him at all. Uh, definitely Serbia. But... <laughs> Maybe they heard his yeah. song. <laughs> don't worry, Cam is heading through. So well, let's, let's put him through. <laughs> let's have a look at the poor qualifiers. I think it's two tabs along. Okay. Here we go. So these are the ones who actually have to work to get into the draw. Uh which isn't Damn the fairest, man. considering USA have won it more than anyone. <laughs> and they're the fourth seed. You've got France, the first seed there. Spain, number two. 
some interesting matchups. I think one what really stands out to me, the first one I sort of saw, I thought this is going to be quite tight. May surprise you. Do you know what I'm going to say? No, but I was looking at it and it was sort of making me There's look at it. There's one matchup there which I think could go either way. Uh, well, there was part of me looking at it and I was I was looking and thinking it was football and I was thinking Germany-Brazil sounds pretty tasty. That's <laughs> <laughs> a football match. Uh, but no, uh, out of the matches, um, Hungary versus Australia sounds quite close. No, not me. So my one is number 10, <laughs> Sweden-Japan. I think that is a very close match. Yeah, Sweden. Sweden are it's good. McLax, they've got the wine. They've got they've got uh, Mikael Weimer, Elias Weimer, and then McLax. you're going to have Japan. They're quite dangerous. Mc... Is Nishikori going to be there? Ben Nishioka. McClacken. I like them. Ben McClacken in the doubles. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a tight match. That's a 50-50 one. Apart from that, I think all of the other seeds should be able to win, in my opinion. Do you see any other unseeded te- uh, nations Dutch, not going Dutch, through? Canada versus Netherlands for me is probably nah, one of the... Canada's st- strong, man. It's Felix strong. Chapeau. Yeah, I'll cut, look, he's changed his tune. Oscar Felix Scott. Chapeau are now the strong pairing. The well, okay, so who's, from, who's from Netherlands? Who's going to trouble them? Van der Zanschlup. And? Robin Haasa. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> actually, actually, yes, Greek sport. I'll tell them Greek sports. See, look, they're all coming out of the woodwork now. The tell Dutch. a lie. Look at it. These are attracting. JG's filling it back in. Chapo and Felix. They were the unbeatable pair in a second ago. Well, maybe anyway. they could then. I would like to see Holland do it. I like them. I would as well. Actually, they're one of the underrated nations who I'd like to see do well, to be honest. They're my dark horses, I think, for this. Maybe Finland with Ruth Savori. Yeah, that's the only player, though. What's the other guy's name? Helim Valand or something. Who, what, uh, what's There's the, another Heliviara. Hel- yeah, Hel- something Hel- like that. That's it. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. the apologies if he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> that I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, apologies. Yeah. Well, draw, next though. one. Yep. All right. Do we go back to Vanch? Yeah, let's go back. So this is just Medvedev's 2021. Um the only reason I really shared this is because of the middle name. I didn't know his middle name. Did you? <laughs> no. Nah, well, I didn't. I didn't want to pronounce it. That's probably why I didn't ever bring it up. Sergevich. Is that how you say it? Sergeyevich. Sergeyevich. Maybe. Maybe that sounds better. But I didn't know that. I don't know if anyone else did in the chat. That is Medvedev's middle name, and I saw that. I thought I'm going to share that with Ben. But we might as well read the rest of it. Australian Open Final, US <laughs> Open Final, Paris oh, Masters Final, ATP Finals oh. Final, uh, and then Davis Cup Final. He's the first player to make the final of these five events in the same season since Novak Djokovic did in 2013. Daniel Medvedev, is he the real deal, Ben? We he's obviously know he deal. is. Is he going to... Listen, he's doing what Novak Djokovic was able to do in 2013. Does that mean for the next... <laughs> 10 years slash 15 years, we're going to see Daniel Medvedev win multiple Grand Slams. Could we be saying in, say, 10 years' time, he could be in double digits? One sec, mate. No worries. <laughs> I'll let you... Um... It was No, it was just Medvedev knocking on the door of taking more Grand Slams in his career next year, I think. Uh, that is... He's there. He has won his first. I think he's got a taste for it, and he's going to be going for it next year. He wants all the trophies. Can he get double digits in 10 years' time? 
Is he going to be able to win a Grand Slam at the rate of one a year? He could get two. No, but that's not the question. In 10 years' time, is he going to be in double digits? So, obviously, to do that, Ben, you've got to use your maths and use your brain. He'd have to win one Grand Slam every year, wouldn't he? Let me get my spreadsheets out. One second. Well, in theory, he wouldn't. One year, he wouldn't have to do it because he's already got one. I think it's possible. I'm not going to lie. I think he I think he could do it. Uh, I think it would be I think that this might shock you as well. I think he could there could be a Wimbledon in there at some point as well for him if he really applies himself on grass and if maybe Djokovic learns it a bit better. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't even this is what I said about Murray as well. Even the clay courts, the people rule like Medvedev out on the clay. I think give him about 3 years more, maybe 4. I think you could see him when he gets like into his thirties. He might be a really well a master on clay. So I think he's got the potential. But I for... think that's a bit late. No, I don't think so at all. Mm. Do you really think so? I think so. Yeah. No, I think we've got, think... got Vanchi saying no one's getting double digits. I don't know about that. Mm. I think they are going to. I think you've got to remember Vanch. Federer. Let's be honest. He's kind of done. If we see Federer playing tennis again, it's going to be. It, it hurts me so much to say this. It's, it's his farewell tour. I can't see him coming out. He might have a Wimbledon yeah. or something. He's not going to be competing for Grand Slams. Djokovic, of course, got plenty left in him. Rafa starting to falter a little bit, slowing down. But it, there's going to be time. Like, let's be honest. Is, is Djokovic still going to be at the top of the game in, say, five years' time? No, it's he's not going to be. tough to say. I, mean, I don't think he's unless going he gets to a, be, man. Unless he's got some sort of crazy scientist working with him that's reducing his age year by year as he goes on the how tour. old will he be then 41 i think <laughs> in five Come years on, that's what i'm saying it's not if, gonna, it's if not he wins happen, it? It, do you think if anybody could win a grand slam in their 40s probably novak Djokovic is probably going to be the uh, one. i would put that up as one of the greatest achievements in sport if someone yeah. win a grand slam in their 40s yeah i mean well we could see it who Federer knows? was close, right, at that Wimbledon in 2019. So close. I mean, yeah. he wasn't 40, but he was close enough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's really hard to say because everybody was criticising Federer so much like when he got to that stage. And obviously Djokovic was a lot younger. Uh, well, I say a lot younger, a few years younger than him then. Let's see how Djokovic is faring. Yeah, mate, it's when not he's... 41, it's 39. Yeah, but let's see how that. he is when he's 39. Though. You said five years, he'll be 41. Is he 34? I thought he was 36. Now. Apologies if I've got that wrong. You might be right. I'll just no, I think, I think, I think oh, it's 34, mate. Okay, apologies. I've got just his age wrong. Uh, so yeah, he'll be 39. He won't even be 40 in five years. So, in so he's gonna we have to wait six years for Djokovic to turn 40. I don't how many more slams then, can there be? We've got Tom there going with Feliciano Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> he's still doing it. He gets to, well, he's been in the most grand slams, hasn't he? Like the, I think he's got the record, hasn't he, for most entered, hasn't he? It's for something um, ridiculous, almost consecutive or something ridiculous. Yeah, he's been in, I think it's Vadasco as well. I think you might be getting mixed up, but. No, yeah. no, I think, for, I think fairly Feliciano, Lopez. yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. I think I remember them bringing out that stat at one of the Grand Slams last year. And I was thinking, God, he's still doing the damn thing, Lopez. How does he keep doing it? <laughs> I don't know how he's doing it. But there you go. It proves that you can still stay on the tour and you can still play at a high level, even if you are close to 40. And I'm sure Djokovic, he will be 
I think he's got a scientist, mate, working around the clock, just trying to find a way to keep that elasticity in his body. And he has such good, like, yoga, such good eating, all that type of thing. I think that it, he is like a – he's a science experiment. That's what I think he is. Maybe he should have a, a nickname, the experiment. I think he just should, could be like that type of guy that he just takes everything, the human body, to the next level. It's exciting to see what he will do next. Uh, I'm actually excited to see if him in his 40s is still able to do the splits on the court and do all the other stuff because it's pretty incredible. Listen, all these guys are going to have documentaries, films made about him. It's incredible. I can't wait to see it, to be fair. I think we've just got to enjoy the moments we've got left with him. Um, But what I wanted to ask you is now, obviously, we are coming to the end of the year. There's not really any tennis to be played now. Uh, the only thing I can really think of of note is Abu Dhabi. We're going to have Rafael Nadal back, Dominic Team. We're going to be watching yeah. that. I know we've got Radu Khan playing Belinda Bencic. Yes. Um, and who else is going to be playing in that one? We've Rublev, got, uh, I believe, yeah, is going to Rub- be playing as well. He is there. Yeah. That's probably going to be the next thing we're really going to cover, an exhibition. We're going to have other, well, plenty of other things lined up. Obviously, we're going to be doing our end-of-year predictions. Um, what else is happening? What do you mean? Our end of what year awards. That, uh, what, We're going to do reacting predict- to last year's ones as well. We're going to have some uh, guests on as well just to ch- celebrate this with us because it is going to be – well, this is probably well, – it definitely is the biggest year in GTL history. This year has been a ridiculous year for the podcast. We've, we, we've been from – what was it? 1,800 subscribers in January. Now we're at – I don't know. What is it? Twenty two, twenty one thousand, something like that. Yeah, it's been a it's been a massive year of growth for the channel. It's been super exciting. When we should cap it off with something uh, extra special uh, for you guys. So I'm excited for December. I'm trying to edit the vlog of our yeah. last thing that we've just been to. Uh, the obviously the ATP Champions Tour at the Royal Albert Hall. I'm just uh, doing that over this weekend, so you'll get to see that soon. Uh, make sure you sign up to the Patreon if you want to get instant access to it as soon as it comes out, because we will be putting it on there first. As little as three pounds a month, we'll get it for you instantly. So come on, support the channel, get merch discounts. And get some amazing content. Oh, GTL vlogs, mate. Yeah, listen, I'll tell you, the Patreon's going to be where it's at with Game to Love because the vlog, from what I've seen of it so far, I find it quite funny. It has, it was a good time. And what looking back on it and watching it, it was a good laugh. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Um, so yeah, only way to find it right now is on the Patreon. Yeah, there was one other stat that I saw earlier on. I know it's a bit weird to just bring it up. I was just flicking through, obviously, some of these other Twitter things. And uh, there was one about uh, the most shots without an unforced error or something. And I think it was Roger Federer. And it said like 104 shots without an unforced error. And that was during his like crazy heyday when he was just, he was going for winners, obviously, pretty much most of the time. So to hit 104 shots and without an unforced error, I thought it was a crazy statistic, to be honest. Wow, what an amazing... uh, amazing stat i was i thought you was gonna make me guess i would have said federer but no no yeah i just go to guess. i should have done that i should have done that but i just i was just a bit taken back i was like what really (laughs) considering how he was playing in that era where he was just literally just going for everything i saw yeah uh you got uh your dear saying it was 96 i saw that and then i saw someone had sort of 
added on to it afterwards with another stat saying it was it went up to 104. So I don't know. Whichever one it is, 96 or 104, it's pretty incredible playing aggressive tennis to not have any unforced errors uh, through that many points. So well done to him. Yep. But I think we'll end on that. <laughs> Overstayed our welcome, JG. Yeah, let's go. And uh, a just game's going to go and eat his burger and fries. Enjoy that, mate. <laughs> Ooh, uh, sounds Mc- good. McCallovic Mc- is saying, go. I'm so sad. Only 57 people are watching. You guys are incredible and the show's great. Well, thanks for watching. Uh, thanks to all the people who have. And if you haven't already, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, and we'll see you for more tennis action uh, in the coming week. We will do indeed. Of course, Rafa's back, so we'll be doing that as well. Vamos! (laughs) (laughs) See you then. See you, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.